Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome in, everybody. So good to be back. So good to be talking to you about college basketball and the Kansas Jayhawks. And what a perfect day to hop back on the recording airwaves or the the digital airwaves, if you will, and really dive into the minutia of what is happening in college basketball. There's a ton that I want to get to. Basically, it's one topic that we're going to meander around, talk about, visit on, and basically analyze because... The day has come and gone. The youngsters have had to make their decisions. They're also getting sponsored now. And the college basketball landscape, the national landscape, is finally, truly coming into form, crystallizing. We know who to look out for, who the sleepers are going to be, and which teams could be powerhouses. Spoiler alert, looks like probably Kansas is one of them. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic July 4th Independence Day weekend. I took last week off. I told you I was going to be out of town. I am back. I am raring to go. I actually, believe it or not, took a trip to Northeast Kansas. I went back to the old stopping grounds, uh, the Johnson County area, stopped over in Lawrence for a bit. That was a little bit surreal. If you'll if you'll give me a moment to get into that. Oh, Before we get into all that, my name is Jonas Nordman. Thanks for listening. Believe in Jayhawks basketball show on the Believe podcast network. You got to make sure the old greasy wheel gets oiled up, right? The Believe podcast network, your number one podcast network for professionals. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? Yeah. So I went back to Lawrence and, you know, I dropped a little breadcrumb on here that I was going to be out of town, but that I didn't say where I was going. I was actually going. I tried to surprise My old college friends, well, my friends who I still speak with regularly through technology and such these days, but I had not seen them in person for a while. One surprised them. I did not let them know it was coming in except for one or two people. And overall, it was fantastic. It was an amazing experience. Hit the town in Lawrence. Uh, The surprises were worthwhile, except I guess that the breadcrumb I dropped here was a little too juicy. As someone who I believe now is known for oversharing, people know what's what the comings and goings are in my life. So the fact that I say that I'm going somewhere, but don't say where, I guess was a clue because one of them, uh, Ben, picked up the fact that, oh, he didn't say where he's going. I wonder what that means. Maybe he's coming here. And that was the case. Uh, but it was awesome. It was wonderful to get back on the campus, even for a brief moment of time, just driving through, seeing how Jayhawk Boulevard and the entire campus has changed over the past few years, which is crazy, the, driving through Daisy Hill, totally different experience. Going down Massachusetts Street, the different stores, the different places, um, it, it was wild. And I think the biggest change that was not welcome that, that I noticed, went to dinner at Free State, Free State Brewing Company right there on Mass Street across from the Eldridge, or at least Caddy Corner. And they, they took off their artichoke spinach dip, which was a terrible development. Why else do you go there other than the good times, the laughter, and the memories? <laughs> and, and the decent brews as well. But that spinach artichoke dip, 
was the stuff of legends. And it wasn't on the menu. Oh, well. They have lost my patronage. You know, because I only go there once or twice a decade. But the next time I go there, mm-mm-mm. Nope, no serene. Anyways, it was awesome. It was amazing. It was so refreshing to get back to that part of the country and see those people. I, I always love getting a different change of pace, right? Just different experiences, seeing these people going about life a different way, laughing, crying. No, no crying. Anyways, some things that may have brought tears to people's eyes. Mostly K-State and Missouri fans would be the news that came down the wire this week. It was a huge week in the world of college basketball. The due date to either stay or come out of the NBA draft was yesterday, as I'm recording this on Thursday, July 8th. So on the 7th, they had to make their decision, and Kansas got great news across the board. The roster is now loaded, packed the gills. We'll get into what that means in just a moment, but... Anyone and everyone came back to KU, and that now means that Bill Self has, I'm just looking, I mean, good Lord, 12, no more than 12. The entire roster is basically starting caliber players, truly. Maybe not necessarily for a championship roster, but, man, we'll, we'll get into all that in a second. I was out of town. I was off the air for the NIL law to be passed, the name, image, likeness, which means that college players can now make money based off their likeness, based off their name, based off their personal logos that could be designed for them. There's a lot of personal logos out there. Not all of them good. So you got people thinking, well, what are the, what are the deals that Kansas basketball players are going to be making? Because those guys are going to be able to sign on with whomever they want in the city of Lawrence. Waste management, come on down. I hear Bobby Pettiford needs a sponsorship. <laughs> I saw Mitch Lightfoot is already on cameo. I saw Jalen Wilson is already on cameo Two varying degrees of entertainment and personality on those cameos. And if you're not familiar with cameo, basically you pay celebs to record a little video message to you. It's very awkward, but Hey, someone out there for the birthday is going to want Jalen Wilson to say, Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Timothy? I heard it's your birthday. Hope you're doing well. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk. Hope to see you. Stuff like that. And more power to the kids. We, this is a pro athlete, pro however you want to live your life type of show. And that stuff's blowing up. The first one I saw was Bo Nix, the quarterback for Auburn, looking real shiny. <laughs> Big, beautiful smile on his face. Uh, he got sponsored by Sweet Tea down there in the South that I guess is popular. And uh, that guy looks like a Ken doll. That's all I'll say. Anyways, comings and goings for the NBA draft. We are going to focus on the players who came back, and it truly is a who's who of returnees. And this is even before I get into the fact or get into the names of Ochai Abaji, Jalen Wilson, who, spoiler alert. I mean, right off the top, right off the marquee, Johnny Juzang from UCLA, he's back. They immediately go right into the top two of the preseason rankings. Max Asmus, Oral Roberts. Last time you saw him, he was ruining Ohio State's dreams as a 15 seed, beating their two seed. Kofi Coburn from Illinois is coming back, but he's not going to Illinois. Rumors are he's going to probably go to Kentucky, which would be bad news 
for fans who don't like Kentucky because he is big, powerful, athletic, and a very good basketball player. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you may know him as Cockburn, but it's, it's pronounced as Coburn. Scotty Pippen Jr., you may not have been following his career this whole time, but he's at Vanderbilt, and he's coming back. Marcus Bagley, again, may not ring a bell. He's coming back to Arizona State, and the fact that he's coming back to Arizona State and not transferring is big news. This is a guy that apparently turned into a top 50 prospect and a one-and-done prospect for this upcoming NBA draft, and he's coming back to school. So that's a big get for the Sun Devils, who, of course, lost their starting point guard from last year, right? Isaiah Mobley, no, not Evan Mobley, who will be a top three pick in the draft. His brother Isaiah, who ripped KU to shreds last March, he's coming back to school. Big 12 news, Terrence Shannon is coming back to Texas Tech. He's a guy who played very good games against Kansas last year. Talented player. That's a big get for Texas Tech. Big 12 shaping into or rounding into shape. And a name that I thought was interesting to Read off was Ron Harper Jr., guy who had a really good year for Rutgers. And considering his background, his dad being Ron Harper, kind of figured he'd go to the NBA. That's another talented basketball player who will be playing collegiately once again. A lot of big names. If you want to know what that means for the national landscape, who's number one, who's number two, blah, blah, blah. I think the best one to go to right now and the most updated and up to the minute preseason rankings and this is now officially a time where you can say what are the preseason rankings okay this is what i can expect because before we didn't know who's gonna be playing college basketball john rothstein the great reporter insider plugged in has his ear to the ground all across the nation has gonzaga number one sure they bring back drew timmy andrew nemhard's back they get the number one recruit in the nation chet holmgren which is such a weenie of a name but kids apparently really good he has the number one. He slots UCLA in as the number two team in the nation. They bring back essentially their entire starting five. Instead, they plug in a top recruit in Peyton Watson. Based off their run last March, I get it. I'm just, we'll see. We'll really see about UCLA, right? This We've seen many teams make that run to the Final Four and use it as a springboard as a program. We've seen teams such as Frank Martin, South Carolina, make somewhat, call it a freak run to the Final Four, and it does nothing moving forward. Cinderius Thornwell goes to the NBA, and that's all we've heard from South Carolina since. I don't know what to make of UCLA. That's what I'm saying. Number three, coming on down, is Villanova for John Rothstein. Yes, they bring back Colin Gillespie. Yes, they bring back Cosby Roundtree off the bench. Yes, they still have excellent coaching and a great program, and they just, look, the beat goes on in Villanova, right, out there in Pennsylvania. They lose Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which I think is a pretty big loss for them. So seeing Villanova at three, to me, it's a little shocking, but it's Villanova, right? We'll be good. And at number four for John Rothstein and his preseason rankings is Kansas. I wrote down his projected starting lineup. I wrote down who will be coming off the bench for Kansas. And I think it's now time to dive into it, right? 
We now know what the roster will be. We now know who will be on campus in Lawrence. So here we go. The projected starting lineup for the Kansas Jayhawks. I think this is a safe assumption. Barring injuries, lackluster preseason, what have you. Point guard, he's coming back. We knew he would be. It's now official. Is Remy Martin. Bill Self has his dynamic point guard back in the fold. And I can't wait to watch him as a Jayhawk. Ochayabaji, prove me wrong. He won't be the last to do that, trust me. But he's back in school. Perhaps didn't get the guarantees he needed that he'd be drafted. Perhaps was told that he had a lot to work on and could sneak his way into a first-round draft pick next year. Whatever he heard, maybe he figured, I can make more money off this name image likeness deal than I can going to the G League and being a two-way player. But Ochayabaji... We'll be back in Lawrence next year. Big get, experience matters. And as much talent as you can get matters, right? Christian Brown, for the time being, expected to be in the starting lineup. Jalen Wilson is back as well. Expect him to slot in as the four. I don't want to call him the power forward per se, but the four. And then, of course, David McCormack. Just celebrated a birthday last week. Happy birthday, D-Mac. So that's your starting five. That is a solid, that is a very good, that is a top-notch starting five in college basketball. That is experience. That is know-how. That is big game experience. But then you get to the bench. And here's the thing about the bench. It is stock full of talent and stock full of know-how as well as you have some transfers. It's a really interesting dynamic when you get to the bench. So let's do it. Dewan Harris. We know the deal with Dewan Harris based off of last year, unless he's working really hard on his jump shot right now. Good defensive instincts. Excellent ball handler. Classic floor general. Can't shoot a lick. Cam Martin, the transfer from the lower levels of college basketball. Big, burly, power forward type, but can supposedly shoot the three. Versatility. Love it. Zach Clements. The top recruit out of Sunrise, alongside K.J. Adams. Again, two high-profile recruits. Then you get Mitch Lightfoot. Look, Bill Self loves experience. He loves Mitch Lightfoot. I expect him. He's going to be one of the first bigs off the bench. I'm hoping guys like Cam Martin, D-Mac doesn't really get into foul trouble. I- I'm just, I'm just finished with it, right? The Mitch Lightfoot experiment. It's not even an experiment. You know what you're going to get. Last year, I went into the year saying, ooh, but what if Mitch Lightfoot extends his game? What if he's shooting threes? It's bricklayer. Overpowered. Just, he's got to be a role player. He can't be a featured player. Whatever, we got more time and space to talk about that coming up. But that is a guy who's seen it all, right, coming off your bench. Joseph Yasefu, the transfer, out of Drake, explosive scorer. Again, made a good run in the tournament last year, and by good run, I mean he won the play-in game. Then you got Bobby Pettiford, the top recruit, transfer from Louisville. Kyle Cuffey Jr., the recruit, and Jalen Coleman-Lands, the transfer from Iowa State, perhaps adding some floor spacing and three-point shooting. So you want three-point shooting? You got it with Coleman-Lands. You want dynamic play? 
You got it with guys like Yosefu, perhaps Pettiford. Athleticism with Clements and K.J. Adams. Experience with Cam Martin, Mitch Lightfoot. Able to get down and dirty, put your back into it. Guys like Cam Martin, Mitch Lightfoot. A little ball handling. And Dewan Harris. Yeah, you want it. This Kansas roster has it. Now, let's get into expectations. <laughs> it's July 8th. Kids aren't even back in school yet. The season doesn't start for what have you. Four months. So let's get into expectations. This is about to be a real political, not like politics. I'm not going to talk about the com- the economy. But I'm going to waffle a bit here. Because I am firmly in between the line of, yeah, Kansas is loaded. This is one of the championship contenders for the season. And on the other side, I'm thinking, well, this is largely a starting lineup of guys who were inconsistent, sort of puttered their way down the stretch last year, got blown out at home by a Texas team that, oh, by the way, John Rothstein has ranked number five preseason and has probably a better coach now. Because, look, I'm a hypocrite. I readily admit that. And so for me to go through the entire season last year and have full-on segments where I ripped on guys like David McCormack, where I said Jalen Wilson fell off a cliff. Christian Brown was invisible last year. Ochai was inconsistent, probably why he came back to school, right? Dewan Harris couldn't shoot, couldn't put him and Marcus Garrett on the floor at the same time. And I just, I just dug, dug Mitch Lightfoot's grave for him and for his career right now. So, yeah, I would be speaking out of both sides of my mouth if I was saying, oh, you know, new year, new me. All of a sudden, I think this Kansas team is the best team in the country. But I do believe in year-to-year progress. And I do believe with hopefully lifted and eased COVID restriction that these guys are now practicing together. They are not sequestered from each other. Guys like Jalen Wilson. Remember that was his red shirt freshman year last season. He clearly hit a freshman wall and he got scouted. And I am excited about the steps that David McCormack made in season. You know, Otrai Baji just had a full off season of draft prep. What that truly means is improving your body and improving your game to impress people, right? So you can get drafted. And I'll say it again. I think the addition of Remy Martin is humongous. Again, I love Marcus Garrett, one of my favorite Kansas players of all time. But Kansas now has an actual point guard. They have an actual scoring point guard. Not only that, they get one that's essentially been incubated to really high degrees, <laughs> really high temperatures in Tempe, Arizona. Like, unless he really does not adjust to life well, something happens behind the scenes. Bill Self now is a point guard in the mold that he loves. A scoring point guard that isn't necessarily score first. A high energy guy. A leader? Ooh, dare I say it, a leader? Because I think we all know that Marcus Garrett was not put in his best situation last year. 
Could he handle the ball? Could he run the offense? Yes. Was it the best way to utilize him? No. And the problem was they just didn't have the bodies last year to rectify that. Unfortunately, Garrett's not here this year, right? But they now have figured that out with Remy Martin. I'm excited for Yosefu talking about scoring point guards. Pettiford, talented. And maybe more consistent outside shooting in Jalen Coleman lands. And that's just a few names. So, yes, of course, the roster will get trimmed down in some way. I expect red shirts, perhaps, for guys like Cuffey, maybe Clements and Adams, maybe Dewan Harris. I mean, well, he redshirted two years ago as it is, so I, I seriously doubt that's going to happen. But, yeah, guys came in. They were expecting this or that, and um, we're going to have to earn it. I'm a big competition guy. The more competition you have, iron sharpens iron. I've always said that. <laughs> Trust me, I've always said that. So if you're battling with guys across from you in practice that are probably going to be better than the players you play in a competitive game, that's only going to make you better. If you have to fight for your spot, I think the roster last year was largely set, especially when guys like Inaruna and uh, I can't even remember his name anymore, right? Who, who, who left last year? That's right, Tyon Grant Foster after they showed that. They just didn't have it. I think maybe a little complacency set in. Who knows? Yes, now is the time to freak out, Kansas fans. The roster is here. The roster is set. And by all accounts, this looks like a roster that could make some noise. And here's the thing about the Big 12. For years, the Big 12 has been set on up and down parity. Yes, Kansas would win most of the time. But that doesn't mean they didn't get challenges from the mid-table or you didn't have the up-and-comers such as Baylor defending national champions, right? Texas has had their runs. Texas Tech has been very good. K-State has their moments here and there, begrudgingly. This year, it looks like you're going to have a three-headed monster at the top of the conference. Kansas, Texas, and then Baylor. Baylor does lose a lot, mind you. But John Rothstein has Texas at five, Baylor at nine. And then it looks like sort of a soft underbelly for the Big 12. Bad teams at the bottom, really bad teams at the bottom. K-State, Iowa State, TCU. And then a really soft underbelly. The middle with West Virginia, I do believe Miles McBride did not return. And then people are expecting Oklahoma State to be sneaky, even though they lose Cade Cunningham. Who knows what to make of Oklahoma? New coach, right? So at the moment, it looks like Kansas, Baylor, and Texas are going to have to really rack up wins against the rest of the Big 12 and then battle it out at the top of the conference. Which favors Kansas, assuming that Allen Fieldhouse again is packed to the gills. It wouldn't be KU's first conference battle. It wouldn't be Ochai Abaji's first conference battle. Certainly Remy Martin. He's put, put in the work in the Pac-12. So here we go. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I could sit here and talk through November about what to expect from Kansas and what 
could potentially happen, but you don't want to hear that. And if you do, you probably got other things to worry about. Really fun episode. Really fun to see what's how college basketball is shaping up. Look, most people around the country right now are thinking to themselves, oh, man, college football is actually right around the corner. We're about a month away from college football. I can't wait. Here on the Believe in Jayhawks basketball show, the deadline has come and gone, and now, once you know it, we now, now, we now know how college basketball is going to look. By the way, if you're wondering, John Rothstein, Duke, and Coach K's last season, preseason number 10. Mm, I'm not seeing it from this roster. I'm really not. Oh, well. <laughs> they bring in a lot of tough recruits, so it's, a lot of it is wait and see with, with, uh, with Duke. Anyways, appreciate you listening. Again, hope you had a wonderful Independence Day. I was independent from the show from last week, but we are back and better than ever. Make sure you tune in next week. I actually have a fan suggestion for the topic. And you brought up a really good point. What's going on with Kansas's coaching staff? That'll come up next week here in the Believe on Jayhawks basketball show. Talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Survive this heat wave. Boy, it was great to be back in Northeast Kansas, but I do not miss that heat and humidity. It was like 88 to 90 every single day with humidity. Kill me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it was great to go back there. It was great to see the people. It was great to see Matt Orian, the whole nine yards. Uh, but onward we go. College basketball is crystallizing. And last season is firmly in the rearview mirror. The 2021-2022 season is really rounding into shape, and I can't wait. Should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. This is the place you're going to want to be as we get nearer and nearer. We're going to have to really finish off our Jayhawks in the NBA. We only got two players left, and I guess one of these days we're going to have to talk about last season, the season review for the players. Uh, but next season, next week's episode, what's going on with Kansas's coaching staff? That's what I'm planning on right now. We'll dig into it. If you're asking, what is he talking about? You'll have to tune in. Talk to you then. Rock Chalk. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Because you know we're about to rip. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.